Welcome to the 48th episode of the Invincibly Super Massive Comic Book Podcast of Stuff. I am Tony Guerrero, the editor-in-chief of ComicVine.com. And with me, returning, is a man with a plan, Mr. Brian Buccellato. What up, what up? You like that? Yeah, I want more music. Actually, that's not licensed. That's not the intro I thought it was going to be, but <laughs> some Alan Parsons project. Because you are the eye in the sky. I am. Right. I'm the Brian in the sky. I better stop that before the Mr. Mr. Parsons says, hey, I didn't say you could use that. So how you doing, man? I am doing busy as F. Well, you, you survived Booch Timber. I survived Booch Timber. Um, I tried to jumpstart uh, Booch Tober. Uh, with mixed results, uh, but uh, New York Comic Con uh, was right in the middle of that. Yeah. So, so you you had all your books come out in September, and I did. Yeah, and very successful. People seem to like them. I think so. I liked them. I think. I think other people like. At least to my face, they liked them. Then they're like, "Stop, Brian, but you loud guy. What's he thinking?" <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, I guess we should start with with um, the 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 Flash stuff. So previously, it was announced. You you announced it. You 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 blogged it or whatever. You said Francis and I are leaving the Flash. Yes, and we got another secret project coming up. And then it just kind of snuck out. It's like uh, actually, I'm, I'm I'm not leaving the Flash just yet. So was it was it yes. you, you you had yet some more just another story that you wanted to tell? Well, it just sort of happened. I mean, there was a story that was untold from early on uh, that involved the history of the Gem Cities and uh, how uh, how Keystone City and Central City came to be and their relationship way back. It was supposed to be issues six and seven way back uh, when. That sort of got put to the back burner because uh, the rogues got pushed forward. Uh, and so I had been wanting to do that. And so the opportunity came about where they asked me if I would write a couple more issues. And I said, well, I have a three-issue story arc. Uh, can I do that? And they were like, yeah. So I said, hell yeah. Any chance to write Barry, uh, I'll jump at because uh, uh, I love him so. Mm-hmm. And so it's in one, in one sense, it's, in, it's strange because – like if you read issue twenty four, there's like a like a sort of a, a finality to it, sort of like a a, a closure or, or a closing of our run, and then twenty five is is that sort of uh, prologue pre Barry zero year uh, tie in issue, which is its own thing, and then uh, there'll be a, a Christos Gages issue twenty six, and then twenty seven through twenty nine will be me again with Patrick Zercher on art. Cool. So hopefully people will be happy. Yeah, I think they they should. Um, yeah. 
And then, then it's see you later, Barry, until next we meet. Right? Yeah, until next we meet. Maybe they'll, maybe afterwards they'll be like, hey, you want to write the series again? I'll be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And my voice will be higher when I go, yeah. I'll be like, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. And then, so you, you had the secret project. I guess not really a secret project, but what you and um, Francis were going to be working on next. And it was announced right before New York Comic Con. So you guys yes. are going to Gotham. We are going to Gotham. We are going – apparently they, they call this book Tech, mm-hmm. otherwise known as Detective Comics. I call it that. And Sometimes people are like, like what's, what's Tech? I was like, Detective Comics. No, that's, that's – I mean I've seen a lot of people – the very first person who, who said, hey – Tech and I was like, "What are you talking about? T E C H Tech?" And they know that's that's short for actually. Kyle Higgins is the one who told me he schooled me that it was that Tech was uh, short for detective. Yeah, T E C. Yeah. So I'm happy. You know, I uh, I'm ecstatic. Francis and I, are, you know, we we stylistically wanted to go in a different direction. You know, we had done, we have done a lot of uh, of stories involving obviously the Flash and moving forward and sort of that fast-paced frenetic uh, superhero story. Um uh, but we wanted to service a different part of our creative selves. Um those of you out there who have read my other work outside of DC know that you know there's definitely a grittier darker side to me. Uh you know, Foster, Black Bat, uh etc. Um, so the so, real, the real Brian, the gritty Brian. It's more. I mean, it's definitely more in my wheelhouse. Uh, that maybe sh- comes as a shock to some people who've never read my other stuff. But uh, when I write for myself, it, it tends to be a lot darker and a lot uh, grittier, and you know, crime noirish. Um, so uh, we're super thrilled to be able to do uh, Batman. I mean, come on, he's Batman. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, who who doesn't <laughs> want to do Batman? I want to know who doesn't want to do Batman. I'm sure there's people. Oh, out I'm there. sure. That- I'm sure there's people out there who who don't want to do Batman, but I don't care about those people. I care about this people, and I, I'm really happy. I'm happy. So, um, and I, I, as far as I know, there's no. I don't think there's like an official start date because from what the announcement was, um, 27. When does 27 come out? That's not January, is it? Or is it? 24. In fact, yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't think there's no. No, there's no official date. So, so what was announced is 27 is the big giant issue where like yeah. everyone's coming on. And, and then that's also supposed to start John Lehman, the current tech writer, his last arc. And then which I, don't, I, I don't think they've announced how long or unless I missed it. I don't think they've announced how long that arc is. So then sometime after that, whether it'll be immediately or something, we don't, we don't know yet. If I had to guess – and nothing is set in stone at the moment. I would say around issue thirty would be our day day butt. Day butt. Or debut, if yeah. you want to. Day butt. Yeah. Now and I'm sure you guys aren't talking about it, but or are officially talking about it, but you and Francis, I'm sure, have already discussed, hey, this is what we're gonna do, we're gonna do this, we're gonna use this and so you've probably started the wheels turning over there. Yes, we uh, we have a pitch that we turned in. We are getting as much information as we can from the direction of the other books and the weekly. And so we will go through all that and then sort of uh, integrate our vision with uh, the current things that are going on uh, and then uh, take it from there. I mean, it's going to be a process. Um, unlike Flash, where we basically had our own little corner of the universe and nobody bothered us. 
and we got to do you know virtually what we wanted to do because Central City was ours. Uh, uh, Batman's a different animal, you know. Obviously, there's there's plenty of bat books, and there's a lot of goings on, uh, goings on, going ons, goings ons, goings ons. I don't know. So, I don't a lot know. of things happening. A lot of things happening. You English majors, majors out there, can correct me, please. I don't know how to say it. <laughs> Even though you're right. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> words, words failing. But yeah, I, I imagine it, it's got to be a lot crazier. You know, have because I I can't even keep track of how many Batman books there are now, and you know, so we we have with the four we got. I think there's fifty two, something like that. Yeah, and um, and then with the weekly book, so so n- there's not always, and I'm not like faulting anyone like like DC or or the or the Bat Department, but I mean, there's not always a hundred percent strict continuity because there kind of doesn't have to be, which is a nice thing. I mean, it, it's always kind of been where each books almost have like a slightly different feel. Like I've always thought that uh, like dark Knight was kind of more, I mean, originally when, when um, David Finch first started, it was supposed to be the more supernatural take on like Batman's corner of, of the universe. So right. it's, it, it's, it's nice when the books can kind of veer off in their own directions. And then, you know, then they come back for like whatever, if there's a crossover, some story or, or there'll be a mention of like, like certain things, but yeah, it is. I'm yeah, just, I don't think I don't think you want to retell the same stories everyone else is telling. So, like, you know, we think that that detective obviously should have more of the mystery, more of the the slow burn detective type story. I mean, it, it sounds like a, like an obvious thing or a simplification, but uh, that's kind of where we want to go with it. You know, I think that speaks to both of us creatively, and uh, hopefully, it'll be something that's a little different than. Uh, you know, than the main Bat book or Batman, Robin, Dark Knight, or the Weekly. You know, we want to do our own thing, and just by virtue of the fact that it's us creating it, it will be different. You know, so there's that. But uh, we definitely want to keep one eye on the types of stories we want to tell. Versus, uh, if you look at it, at uh, you know, Scott Snyder is an awesome writer, and he often incorporates the history and mythology into his work. Uh, so we're gonna consciously not focus on the past will look more towards the future and the present and future so that we're not telling, you know, we're not covering the same ground that he's covering. Um, so that there would be something, you know, it'd be something different, uh, in our book. Uh, and they'll both be added value. You know, if you like Batman, you'll read both. You won't, you won't need to be like, Oh, I don't want to read the same thing every month. So I'm only going to pick one. Cause you know, we don't want to compete with Scott and, and Greg. We want to add to that, that universe. Yeah. And, and you know, that, that's a, a good point because, Obviously, the Batman books are selling. I mean, there, there might be some people who are like, oh, we have too many. But the, the fact is, people are buying them. People want to buy them. And so it, it's it's nice when they do have a slightly different feel to them. You know, it's it's still Batman. It's still Gotham. It's the same continuity. But, you, you know, you, you focus on a different area. So I, I think that's great because it, it gives more more variety instead of just reading, you know, the same thing four times, five times a month. I say absolutely, one hundred percent. So it'll be interesting to see what you guys do. Now, uh, how how's like? Because you are going to be doing the colors, correct? I am going to be doing the colors. So you're going to have to use like a, a different palette. Is that the the technical term? Uh, absolutely. I mean, there's not going to be the the bright reds and oranges um, that we saw, you know, with Flash and with regard to you know Central City. Um, it's definitely going to be more muted uh, palette and and just more fitting of the tone of the book. You know, 
Um, if you look, if you've seen my Foster stuff, uh, you know that stuff is pretty muted. Yeah. Um, I don't think I'm a one-trick pony when it comes to that, and it's really about color choice and about, uh, um, you know, about setting the tone, and the mood, um, and uh, you know, I, we know what we're gonna do, and. I think people might be a little surprised with uh, how gritty and dirty Francis can get with his art. Um, yeah, I think it's, I think people are going to really like it. Interesting. Yeah, so we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Now, um, I say I was going to say if there's anything. I guess we we shouldn't talk about the Flash. We already talked about that. Nothing more to to touch on. Let's talk about New York Comic Con. How was your New York Comic Con experience? It was uh, quite whirlwind, I guess. Um, I never actually made it to the convention floor. I was in Artist Alley the entire time, except for the two moments that I was uh, um, uh, I was in panels. But short of that, I was at Artist Alley, and I was uh, you know uh, shilling my uh, my wares, hawking my goods, doing some uh, some pictures. Yeah, doing little commissions and and stuff like that. Um, it was fun, you know. I, I, I saw a lot of people, talked to a lot of fans. A lot of people seem to be very, very happy uh, that we're moving on to Detective. Uh, there was people who were sad that we were leaving Flash, uh, but so it was just a great, fun time. You know, I, I've said before that I grew up in New York, and my heart will always be a New Yorker. So any chance I get to go back home uh, is a huge thrill for me. And you got, you got to eat pizza. Oh yeah, hmm? <laughs> I had pizza a few times. Um, yeah. me, me and Matt, and uh, you got to have a table next to Dr. James Tynan. Dr. James, who I uh, also got to witness singing gloriously in karaoke. Oh yeah, how, how'd that among come? others, but uh, he, he was quite good and quite animated. And uh, I want to see more of Dr. James doing karaoke. Um, I only did a couple songs. I did a duet with. Kyle Higgins. Unfortunately, he didn't know the words or the song as well as I would have hoped. And aren't the words like on a screen or something? No, but like it was, it was uh, say say say. It was Michael Jackson and Paul McCartney, but uh-huh. he wasn't sure which were the Paul and which were the the Michael uh, lines. Who was he supposed to be? So, well, I, obviously, I'm going to be Michael. I have more soul. <laughs> but it really, it, like, it messes up your voice when you try to sing Michael. You know. Mm-hmm. It's like, what can I do? See, it's, it's, it's very difficult. To get through to you. Ooh, man. So I was hoarse the next day. And I apologize to all you people who just had to listen to that. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was a hoot nanny. <laughs> so um, as far as, as the, the convention went, apparently there was 133,000 people. Plus me. Plus you. So, I mean, that's... I, I forget what was the attendance this year at, at San Diego, but that, that's uh, quite quite a bit of people. So it, it's getting crazy. It is a lot. I think they, they they said it was on par with San Diego. It's getting there, and I don't know what the difference between the square footage of of you know the convention centers. Obviously, San Diego, uh, you know, is, is a bigger convention center. Uh, the nice thing now, how do you feel about uh, Artist Alley being separate? You know what? Last year, I thought it was kind of a drag. But seeing as how I never left Artist Alley, I didn't have a problem with it this year. Yeah, because I remember... Because uh, I, I went there, and then people showed up there. 
Yeah, and that, that's know? that's how it was last year because I remember um, like day one, that, you know, talking to a, a couple artists and and they were really concerned with you know being way over there, and by the, by the end, it it seemed like it did work out, and I I think it it is better this way because when you're in a main convention hall, the floor, you know, it gets packed in there. And, you know, eventually, yeah, you'll get all the traffic where people will will wander over, but you're also going to get people who that's not what they're, they're there for. You know, they don't want to get, you know, signatures or they don't want to get art or commissions or anything like that. So I think by having it separate, the people that are there are, are mainly there to see you guys. So it it, it kind of because there I've seen I saw so many people who clearly weren't that savvy about comics you know they, they you know they weren't they were just like oh it's a comic convention let's go check it out you know not sure. you know, I'm not trying to diminish like saying they're they're not as much of a fan or anything like that but you know I I saw some people who like clearly didn't know some things it's just you know the the average comic reader would probably be flabbergasted. You know, right. The, the, the more the more um, sort of casual fan. Yeah, and and that that's great because you know maybe. That's the start of them becoming, you know, a bigger fan. You gotta start somewhere. Yeah, converts. So. Yeah, so I think Artist Alley is less. Well, maybe no, I wouldn't even say it's less important for them, but uh, it's a different experience for them. Because like, like, there's there's this one guy and his kid, and he uh, he he got one of those uh, weird, crappy Batman sketches from 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 James, and mm-hmm. this guy he didn't know who James was. You know, he, I'm, I, he probably didn't didn't even know what a talent is. And then you're like, Oh, he tells the kids, you want, you want a picture, a Batman picture? And you know, but which is cool. Cause then the kids like, Oh, I got this really weird Batman picture. Well, uh, th- th- this year I've, I've had, I've gone to quite a number of cons and some have been big gigantic ones like, like New York, but others have been like first year and second year cons. And you can totally tell the difference in, in like an established convention from a new one because a lot of times with the with the uh, new ones it's a lot of people walking up to you and saying what do you do yeah you know like like i don't even bother correcting them a lot of times they make assumptions and they think that i drew all the francis stuff uh that's on my that's on my table and uh you know if i get if i get a sense because i don't like to take credit for things that i didn't do and i and i and i never want to take credit for francis work but there's sometimes where I'm like, these people are not going to remember or give a damn. So when they go, you're, you know, you, you're such a good artist. You're a good drawer. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> uh, but that's the difference between like, you know, a, a new con and, and uh, a more established con. And I think one of these bigger cons, you get both. You get the people who who aren't really sure what it is that they're about to experience, but want to check it out. And, and you get the hardcore folks. Yeah. And it's, it's hopefully you can convert some, you know. It's it's a pretty big space in there too. The where, where how they have Artist Alley. It's like a it's like a big hangar, almost. It is. And I keep I keep expecting to see the spruce goose mm-hmm. up in that bad boy. So I mean, and that's that's the other nice because usually when like like at San Diego, Artist Alley just gets packed. The way they because they they try to maximize the floor space to try to get in as many yeah. of you artists. You get ha- you get half of a table with- and it's so cramped and it's a big it's a pain in the buttocks. Let's be honest. Yeah. So at least here, the layout is actually a little better because you can walk around. You can have a group of people in front of a table on both sides, and people can still walk through there. Yes, one hundred percent. So it's it's pretty cool that way. Now, as far as um, 
the DC booth. So they, for, I don't know why, I, I never asked, but they, they weren't on the actual show floor. And at first, I was, cause I was like, what's going on? Because when, when we got there, so it was, it was Thursday, you know, right as soon as they opened, we're trying to figure out, you know, we found a Marvel booth, we found an image booth, and, you know, boom and everything. We're like, where's DC at? And then, you know, it's, we finally, we didn't want to do it. And, and this is like me and Matt. We like, okay, because Matt had one of the, the, the programs with the map because I, I didn't pick one up. So we look on there, we, we find a number, and it's like some weird number. Didn't even, it's like, where is this? So we, we finally figured out it was on. Actually, I, I think we had to actually ask someone, like, where is, where is this place at? And then they didn't know they had to ask someone. So DC was all the way like on a different level off the main floor at the end. Now, something like that wouldn't work at San Diego because how this convention is different is you can't enter – you can't even enter the building without a badge versus San Diego. You can kind of sneak into the, like, the lobby part, right? But, but then they check your badges when you go to the hall floor. So it, it's kind of strange how it's, – it's like you can actually like walk outside and, you know, and you're, you're still technically within – the convention hall, you know, the, the convention itself. Yeah, this place was on lockdown. Yeah, so they, they had where you had to tap in, tap out. Yeah, I mean, it's a little, it seems like a pain in the ass, but I get it, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, I, they, they said, was it mainly for, the, for people counterfeiting badges, or was it also like a safety thing? Well, what I, what I heard was that they had the same number of sales last year as this year, but the the floor was like thirty or forty percent more congested last year, which means they had a tremendous counterfeit uh, problem. Yeah, so that's just that's too bad. So, so yeah, but yeah. So the the good thing about DC's booth not being on the main floor is it was actually kind of easier to get to it because you didn't have to fight. You know, through the through the main main hall to get there. Well, and what they did what they did was they put they did their signings uh, in the area where Artist Alley was. So that probably was a pain in the butt for people, and they may not have uh, understood where to go at first. But if it becomes like a thing, it may, it makes a lot of sense because in, in the back they had like all this room to have the lines because obviously a Scott Snyder line is going to be ginormous. A Jim Lee line would you know he Jim Lee wasn't there, but if he were there, it'd been a huge line. You know what I mean? So I, I think. Uh, it's one way of, of uh, controlling the crowd and uh, and isolating, you know, uh, the, the signing lines from the rest of the con. And also for you guys, like, you know, if if you have a table and, you know, if, if you're trying to sell commissions or sell prints or, you know, or just, you know, talk to people and then you have to, like, leave, even if you have an hour, how much, how long are the signings? Usually like an hour? One hour, yeah. So if you have an hour signing, it's going to take you way longer than that. I mean, you, you could, it could almost be up to like two hours, you know, just to try to get from your table to the booth, you know, fight through the crowd and you maybe stop for a couple people, you know, if, if, if you're, you're gracious enough to say hello or sign something on the way there. And, never, never. <laughs> and then, you know, and then once you leave, you got to fight your way, get back. So at least this way, if, if you're in Artist Alley, if you have a table, you just got to walk, you know, just a little bit there. So, I mean, that, that seems like it makes a lot more sense. Yeah, for sure. So, so that that was good, and then that way, those who are, you know, trying to make some money, trying to pay for their trip or their hotel or their flight or, I don't know if they they charge for the table, but that way they don't have to lose a lot. 
So, but I found a trick was either don't cut across the main floor because that's like the sea of of people. So either you go downstairs, you, you know, cut across the bottom, or you go outside, and then right. you know, to get from Artist Alley to DC because that's what what we were doing like nonstop. It was just like like Artist Alley DC, just like back and forth. Yeah. Right. So, so that was that was interesting. Um, and and thankfully the weather was was nice. It was supposed to rain, and I don't think it ever really rained the entire. No, week. it was cloudy one of the days, but I don't remember there being rain. It, it was really nice, you know. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, we we like walked back to our hotel a few couple times and went through Times Square. I barely Square. saw you. I know um, because we had so many like appointments at DC and some at Image. Had a, know, and you, you're always working at night when I'm out out drinking and making the fool of myself. You're like in the hotel room <laughs> with the the worst internet. It's like from 1997. Uh, that was so bad. It, it literally so um, Sunday night, you know, c- convention's over, and um, so we were gonna watch Walking Dead, and thankfully I I hadn't seen like the last two episodes from from last season, and I managed uh-huh. to avoid spoilers. So, but they were having a marathon, so I got to catch the last two episodes. So as, as we're watching and everything, I was uploading cosplay pictures, and I only I barely got a hundred pictures because you know doing the videos and everything else. It 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 took from like nine o'clock to like three o'clock uploading those all of those pictures, and and part of it wow. was was my fault because they're like super duper high res. I I should have changed the setting on my camera to make them smaller. But I right. I, I like I like taking big big images because that way you can really see the detail of everything. And then I I could have I could have tried resizing them all, but yeah. So I was uploading these gigantic pictures, and it just took forever. And then we also um, were podcasting each night, just um, kind of like like a sort of like behind the scenes and wrapping things up and you know like what we right. did. And so yeah, I, I I didn't really go out. I mean, we we went out to eat, we walked around, we did some stuff, but we didn't do any of like the the normal convention festivities. No, well, you're, you're going to be in Long Beach. We, well, we can hang there when uh, it's you know a little less hectic. Yeah, well, we can do that. Do some shenanigans. Shenanigans. So uh, let's see. Now you have the black bat. So what issue? What issue are you on? Six. Six came out this month. Uh, seven. Uh, there's a month off in the schedule, and uh, it was really just to uh, uh, you know to sort of get ahead again. Uh, and then uh, so in November there won't be uh, an issue, but then December will be issue seven. Okay. And see, we can't. I, I want to talk about what what's coming up, but we can't really talk about it without spoiling things. I mean, I guess because you know people need to be reading this, and I don't want to say too much. Like, what, especially what happened in the last issue and how it ended, and a big cliffhanger. Well, there's a big explosion at the end of issue six. Yeah, it was an explosive ending. Is that, yes, I think I said. So we'll have to see if Black Bat survives, and maybe in issue seven, it's going to be someone else. Would it be cool if that was like the end of the series? 
What I mean, you mean it just ends like right there? It's like that's it. Like 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 he dies in the explosion and that's it. <laughs> or it's like if you don't even know, it's like does he survive? You'll never know. Yes. <laughs> Although probably it would be more. It it'd probably be like he dies and then a, a, a female character takes his place. Why would it have to be a female character? Because I, I, I'm just thinking, kind of poking fun at Dynamite and like Green Hornet and like Kato and although Kato didn't die, because then it was like, wasn't it like Kato's granddaughter or daughter? Well, why are you poking fun? Because, because I, I can. <laughs> I'm just thinking. Well, don't don't you think some people would want a female Black Bat? I don't think enough people are reading the book. Well, we got to do something about that. What can I do? I don't know. Um, put a female black bat. No. I, I wonder I if now now that it's been announced that uh, I'm working on Detective, if anyone will be inclined to go back and read uh, some black bats. It could be. I wonder how it would be like. So if because the when, when the, the the inevitable trade comes out, which I'm I'm assuming, which I could be wrong, that it hasn't. I don't know if it, where where it's at in terms of production schedule. Like if if things are set already. But then, if they say from the from the, the the writer of Batman, the Black Bat, and then people would be like, "Wait, what's going on here?" Maybe I don't know. I don't. I don't really ask stuff like that because my head is up my ass most of the time, and I don't think to. Yeah, that'd, that'd be interesting how to, how they did that. And it's like yeah. if you did that, it's like, are you? I, I, I guess. To, and again, I'm not. I guess I'm not asking you, but I guess you'd be allowed to say that. You know, from the writer of Blank even if it's not their property. But then I wonder if, if there's like, if you can only use a certain size lettering, like you can't make it too big to try yeah, to. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Don't burn me with legalities. All right. Here's a question for you. So it was, okay. it was, it was interesting because I like, I never get emails for this podcast. Usually um, right. people send emails for the other podcasts and the email. And, and that's fine. If people want to send emails here, it's just podcast at uh, comicvine.com. So I, I actually got, I got two emails, and the first one is for Brian. It says, the next time Brian is on the podcast, I hope you can ask him a couple Batman questions. Because, or this is Caleb, Caleb um, Sorella. He's, Hi, Caleb. He is so excited for you and Francis to be on Detective. Woohoo. Or Tech. As, as yes, as people say. So, Caleb wants to know what's the first Batman story you read? The first one I ever read. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or, or I, I mean, I guess that you know, if you're like four years old, if you know, what, what's the first one that you you remember? Well, I mean, honestly, uh, I'm of the age where the Batman TV show was probably my first exposure to Batman, um, the Adam West TV show. In terms of the ones I, the first one I read, I don't know which is the first I read. Um, the first one I remember really liking was a story I think Michael Golden uh, drew it, and it was like Batman, and there was like this like sort of uh, guy who had the same origin as Batman, and he had like a, a golden bronze outfit, but he went bad instead of good. Do you remember that? Mm, I think so. And I think like the top half of the page was all Batman's story and the bottom half was all this other guy's story and they ended up meeting. 
Um, I guess I could have done some research beforehand <laughs> if I knew this question in advance. Yeah, well, that that's okay. I mean, it 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 yeah, it, it's not, yeah it sounds familiar, but but, but that's okay. Um, so then the next question is: What are a couple of your favorite Batman stories? Well, I mean, I think it's going to sound pretty generic because it's obviously Batman Year Batman Year One, um, Mazzucchelli, uh, Miller. Like that's my favorite. Um, uh, Dark Knight, obviously. Um, I don't know. There's just so many versions of him. You know, like the the movie versions, the you know the cartoon versions. Like it's tough to say. I think of all the characters. Like there's been so many great iterations and so many great storylines, you know, Hush, uh, you know, uh, there's been so many, you know, the killing joke. There's been so many that uh, it's tough to call out one. I mean, he's had a tons and tons of great material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it's crazy. And Scott Snyder's current run, I am enjoying quite a bit. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's funny when they first announced zero year, you know, a lot of people were, we're, we're kind of. I mean, it's it, people got upset. It's like there's no reason to get upset. But wait, wait, comic fans got upset <laughs> a little bit. Uh, wow. You know, so they're like, you know, why why do we have have to have his origin? We already know it. And but and I I think people once they read the first issue, they they really came around. And yeah. as as Scott put it, like in, in interviews and that that you know he has a deep respect for year one, but. You know, things got a little little messed up with with the, the timeline trying to to fit things in. Since you know, Batman unofficially wasn't supposed to like get relaunched or anything. You know, his continuity was supposed to carry over, but then little by little, things weren't fitting. Like James Junior being an infant in year one, you know that that just doesn't work. So then he's right. he, he's like, you know, we we gotta go back and, and you know, kind of smooth things out. And I, I, I've just been surprised at how he's able to create this whole different take. I don't know if you know this, but I hear that comic fans like their continuity. I think so. The, I'm the, the fairly weird, certain. <laughs> the weird thing is I get people to get on my back. I mean, I, I like to have a certain amount of continuity. You know, I'm not going to be absolutely strict like – how can Wolverine be here if he's in Japan and you know and stuff like that? But I, you know, th- there should be a certain amount. And because and, Nightcrawler teleported him. Yeah, that, there was actually one, one issue um, of Wolverine. It was right after Old Man Logan, where they they showed like the days of the week, where it's like like Monday he's at the mansion, Tuesday he's in Madripoor, Wednesday he's you know with the Avengers, and so th- I, I guess they're kind of poking fun at the fact that you know he is everywhere. But I, I just think with with the new fifty two that there there should be more. You know what's hilarious about that? It's like you can suspend your disbelief that there's a dude with adamantium bones and claws who has like this ungodly healing factor. But like the where I where I draw the line is how far he could travel in a certain amount of time. Yeah, especially oh my goodness, like flying from New York to California. How can that happen? That's ridiculous. It, it takes so long. It's like <laughs> it was like six hours to come back, and then like taxing forever, and then getting up, waiting for everyone to get off. And there's no way Wolverine can get around. I mean, he needs like the Blackbird jet to yeah get well, there. Who's, who's to say he didn't have it? Who's to say that Nightcrawler 
hasn't been dead. Isn't he dead? He's dead, maybe, but he's coming maybe, back. Maybe he's not dead. Maybe he's just been shuttling people back and forth to the various comic books. He's like, look, guys, um, Wolverine's in an awful lot of books. There's an awful lot of X-Men books. Uh, it's not really possible continuity-wise. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to fake my death, and then I'm just going to shell you guys back and forth so you can make all your books. Um, actually, because Nightcrawler, he's he's they they've shown him he's like wearing this like white robe and he's he's coming back. And I, is I it part of the KKK? What's the what's with the white robe? No, it's not not a white hood. It's just like a. This, well, they have a robe too. Yeah, it's but it's like a fancy robe with like some gold trimming and it's like like a hood but not like the pointy hood. He mm-hmm. looks. I don't know. I'm already suspect. Yeah. So yeah. we'll have to fi- find out. Um. I don't know, but you know, actually, you know, I don't. I don't think Wolverine, you know, his 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 way. I don't. I don't think he's 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 gotten that that he's been hasn't been that busy since running to school. Because like I don't, I know I could be wrong. It's like he's still in the Avengers. I think he's in. in I can't even keep track. Anyways, that's enough about Wolverine. Aren't there like seventeen Wolverine books? There's not that many. I don't think. Really? I mean, well, he, there's Wolverine the X Men, which he's supposed to be running the school. The okay. Jean Grey school. And then, because he's not in X-Force anymore. Because, you know, he was leading the, the killing mutant team. So he's he's done with that. Um, okay. So he's he's got the Wolverine, just plain Wolverine. Mm-hmm. And then there's Savage Wolverine, which is, I think that one is kind of in continuity, but it's a little looser. Because, mm-hmm. like, they, they actually did a story and Spider-Man was there and, and they're like, all right, don't worry about it. This is Spider-Man before Doc Ock came and all that. So I, I think they they can kind of, you know, fudge it around a little bit. And then there's Wolverine Max, which it's a Max book. So that, that doesn't. You are blowing my continuity mind. It, it's it's not as bad as it used to be, I don't think. I mean, I mean unless I'm just so oblivious or, or just jaded by him being everywhere. But I it, don't even know. He's, he's not, not as, as busy or crazy. Uh, are there more bat? Books or Wolverine books? Uh, there's probably more Batman books. I mean, Wolverine pops in the other X-Men books, but I don't think he's... I, I don't even know. And he's in some of the Avengers, but it's, maybe it's just Batman's more obvious that he's you know got it, all these different titles. And then plus, you know, there's Batman Beyond, and then there's Little Gotham's, and the Legends of the Dark Knight, you know, which the, all those aren't in continuity, but they're, they are Batman books. Right. So I think there's more Batman. Then we're going to get the weekly Batman book, which that's going to be, be interesting. It's going to be weekly. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting how, how they do that. And You know, what's going to happen, how they're going to do it is that every, every Wednesday a book's going to come out. Every week? Yeah. I guess they would make it weekly. Every seven days, my friend. Did you remember when they did the, the Wednesday comics, the, the newspaper thing? Nope. That was like a, must have been like, 2008 2009 where they they did it like i was in a coma for most of 2008 they did it um newspaper style it was like you know there's i think i forget how many different it was 2009 where creators had like a like a full page to tell their stories and it was it was 12 issues and it was it was was really really interesting the way they did it and then they they end up doing like a oversized hardcover should just You're making it, it sound absolutely enthralling. It was like like Sunday the Sunday comics, but newspaper style. No, oh, I get it. I get it. 
Yeah, like there's a Amanda Connor. She did a, a Supergirl story. Um, I don't, I, you know, when I say I get it, I kind of meant move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whose show is this? <laughs> Tell me what to do. <laughs> All right, we're going to go another question. It's not a, for you, about you, but you, you can answer it. You, what do you think of The Crow? That's not the question, but that's what it's about. The, the actual, the, I mean, I never read the book, saw the movies. Okay. So this is from Gerza's Not. Gerza's Not. He said, um, I read The Crow, or I read The Crow every year around Halloween because the story is scary and emotional at the same time. Last year I bought, oh, it's not just about the ghost. I bought the Vertigo Ghost Special for Halloween, but wasn't that impressed. Do you have any recommendations for this Halloween? Not too scary, LOL. Thanks. So you want some some kind of scary Halloween stories, comics? I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe some adaptations of Edgar Allan Poe. I don't know of any scary. Uh. I, I think if if he hasn't, if he's not currently reading it, Lock and Key by Joe Hill. That mm-hmm. that would be a, a good series. You know, start getting the trades. In the does Does Ichabod Crane have his own book? I don't think so. He he may have. You watching that show? I have not watched it as of yet. I intend to try it at some point. It's um oh Ichabod Crane is a Vertigo character. Of course, probably. Um I'm looking on, on Comic Vine. And but yeah, the the Headless Horseman show it's it's I I'm not sure how I feel about it. I mean I've I've only watched the first three episodes. There was some there was some old uh Bernie Wrightston comics that were scary and macabre. Yeah. It's macabre. It's macabre. But it'd be harder to, to come across those. Do you know which ones I'm talking about? I think so. Just look it up on Comic Vine. Oh, yeah. What's the web address? It's um, Comic Vine. <laughs> you know, I, I get a lot of people, they, they, they call it Comics <sighs> Comics Vine. <laughs> comics, comics Vine. It's the Comics Vine. I don't know. Um, yeah, for some reason they they think that there there should be an S there, but there's there's not. Hmm. Um, so uh, I mean, some there's there's different Vertigo books. Um, like Coffin Hill just came out, which again not really scary, but it you know there's I don't know if there's me like witchcraft or there's like blood and waking up in the woods and like what happened. Um. I'm trying to think of other other books that are are current. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of Scooby Doo books out there that probably are very scary. There's there's Scooby Doo. I get the Scooby Doo comics. I get them from my daughter. Same. Or um um severed by Scott Snyder. That was an image book. Mm-hmm. That that was 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 good. Um, oh, there's there's another or Echoes by Joshua Hale Filkov. That. Yeah, uh, Mr. Fialkov is good with that uh, that spooky crap. Yeah, he, the psychological sort of horror. Yeah, he, he gets 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 very dark. Yeah, sometimes. It's because he's such a happy dude in real life. <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's weird because like like him and like you know Scott Snyder, you know, because Scott's always you know he seems like the nicest guy. Josh is you always, know, but it's like they write some really dark stuff. Well, I think that's because uh, you need to feed. I mean, I write dark, I write dark, gritty crime stuff. It's because I'm so square. I think that's because you're you're street. That that's that's how you live your life. 
right? I think it's because I, I live such a sort of straight-laced, like, you know, I don't do drugs. I barely drink. Um, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not a bad guy. I think people may assume that I'm more, like, you know, bad boy than I really am. Because just because I have a shaved head, and because I kill mother effers, oh, I almost cursed on your podcast. Well, it's it's happened before. Did I? No, no, not you. I mean, other, shit. Other people have. So. Shit. Okay. Are you gonna believe that? I don't want to. Don't, don't give <laughs> how me many, more. How many before uh, you believe it? I don't know. It's it's like shit, it's, shit, 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 like, shit, 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 shit. Turn your mic off. <laughs> it's it's like you know there are, are families that listen to this. You know, I have have had people come up to me, and all those families shit. I promise you. Yeah, now they're gonna be like that, Brian Bucciolato man. We're gonna we're gonna boy, boycott his books now. I'm too potty mouth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, let's do another question. It's, okay. Um, are you watching Walking Dead? I am watching Walking Dead. What did you think of the the season premiere episode? Uh, it didn't really tickle my fancy. I mean, I didn't hate it. It just felt a little pedestrian to me. Now, someone, I don't know if it was Robert Kirkman or someone else, someone involved with the show, it may, may have been him, but they're like, like, oh, you should maybe watch, not you in particular, but it's like, you sh- maybe you should watch it again. So I don't know if there's like some underlying things that, you know, little tidbits of something that's going to happen next that we kind of missed out on. Wait, that doesn't that doesn't uh, explain away the fact that it wasn't all that interesting. I I no, I totally agree. I I was not that impressed with it. I, I mean, yeah, I mean the fact that at the end, you know, I mean I did like the the you know the Walking Dead dudes falling from the sky, kind of cool through the roof. That was cool. But like the the concept at the end that the kid gets sick and he dies, and now you're going to have a, a a zombie in <laughs> in the, in the jail. Is space ishnessness. I think someone just yelled spoiler to me or coughed it. Oh, it it's okay. We we can. I mean, unless the, the person there hasn't watched it yet. Yeah, I think that's that was the uh, that was uh, the assumption. At any rate, you know, uh, I wasn't like, oh crap, I need to see that. And let me just tell you, uh, it could be partially hampered by the fact that Breaking Bad been at, when at Breaking Bad went out with like the best episode. Uh, I think of any finale that I've ever seen. Like I really, really love the the finale to Breaking Bad. I gotta, I gotta watch that. I gotta get. I, I've only seen the first, like first few episodes. So, so see that that's the nice thing is like I have all these new episodes, but I just gotta find a time to, to watch them all. I mean, but going back in in defense of The Walking Dead, I mean it, it was it's not the ending, so it, it shouldn't be crazy insane, but. It was the first episode of the season. It's, it's like it should. Okay, the first episode of this season of Breaking Bad. I don't know if you saw that. that I did. No, I did not. I'm on like I'm on like episode four of uh, season there's, one. There's no excuse. I'm sorry. You can't. Don't give me reasons. Well, but 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 you know what? It wasn't a great episode. Move on. What What are you talking about? No, no. I mean, like, move on, and hopefully the next one will be better. Yeah, but I I don't know. So, anyways, the first lantern says he's been wanting to read The Walking Dead and was considering jumping on with issue 115. So issue 115, they're setting up, there's going to be a big war between different, there's like three different groups of survivors, like different like societies. And and Rick is in one of them. He says, but I've only read issue one. So I have absolutely no idea what has passed or is there any, any sort of recap? 
Wikipedia, I bet. Or Comic Vine. I bet you there's this website called Comic Vine. I don't know the web, web address, but they might have something about it. Yeah, there's no S in there. Um, Comics Vine. It, it's that, – that, that's – I don't even know what, what to say. So like here's a series. It's been out for 10 years now. And with, with most comics, like if you're talking um, like Spider-Man, which you know, that's not the best example. But it, it's not like you need to go back to the beginning to read it. You know, usually you can just jump in there even though things are a little crazy now with you know Doc Ock and all that. You, you can still kind of get in there. But with The Walking Dead, after 10 years, you, I don't think you can just like jump on. I mean you, you can, but you're missing so much. Yeah. So. You, do me a favor say Doc Ock real, real fast like 10 times and I bet you there'll be a curse word that comes in there. <laughs> That's not a curse word. Yes, it is. Say Doc Ock fast. Cock, six cock is like a rooster. You should probably bleep that. No. Uh, I was at a store once and, and they were selling cock blocks. It was, it, it was like a wine bottle. You know, like the stoppers for like a wine bottle. Yeah. So you don't use a cork. But it had like a rooster on the top. It was like a cock blocker. Hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, you don't want your wine to go bad, if if you unless you you drink all your wine in one sitting. Uh, yeah, I don't drink wine. You're not not that fancy. Nope. Um. Well, hey. Okay. Let, let's let's talk more about you. Maybe you want that. Uh, <laughs> Why wouldn't I want that? Let's talk about Iris. Which I, one? Issue one is out. Yes. So what can you tell us about that? Uh, I can tell you that uh, it, it, it sort of sets the stage for the rest of the series. Um, uh, executive assistant Iris. And it was only a dollar, right? It was a dollar. If you didn't go out and get it, then I feel like you're my enemy. Um, there's no excuse. I could have loaned you a dollar. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To try it out. Um, Iris is a an executive assistant who we in other podcasts we've sort of explained what that is. Um, hired uh, bodyguard for businessmen, um, sort of wrapped in the package of a an attractive female assistant. Um, she's looking for an employer that she can trust, somebody she can believe in, somebody she can get behind, and uh, she has mixed results in the first uh, issue. Um, but she is sort of thrust into a position where, uh, in issue two, she has to make a choice. Is she going to help this woman who wants her services or not? Um, I don't want to give away much more than that, except to say you should, you should pick up the first one. Uh, I think by the end of it, you'll, you'll feel like, wow, this is interesting and, and pick up the second one because there's lots of, uh, cool action and fighting and, uh, there's some themes going on. The theme is basically, uh, you know, uh, the series is called the the five issue arc is called Honor Bound, and uh, honor is a big part of the story, uh, both in uh, what Iris wants uh, in a you know in an employer and the employer what she's bound to do uh, given her station in life. So uh, there's some interesting interplay. Hopefully, people will pick it up. It's uh, you know, it's from my my pals at Aspen. Buy it. And how it's it's a, like a mini series, right? Because that's how the series it's they're kind of like story arcs. Like yeah, they they do volumes, so yeah. it's volume four. So this will be five issues, uh, and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully you can put together the scratch to pick it up. Now, is Aspen on Comicsology, or, or do they have? 
Are they is Aspen on Comixology? Or any? I believe they are. Yes, they are. Okay, so so there's the other thing. If if people were like, well, I went to my comic store and they didn't have any copies. It's sold out because it was only a dollar. They can go to Comixology. Yeah, or, Comixology. Or yeah. get it there. Do it. That's the thing. It's like, you know, a dollar. It's like, what do you, what do you spend a dollar on? It's like, you can't, you can't get a hooker for a dollar. You can't get any good drugs for a dollar. <laughs> Would you want to get a hooker for a dollar? I might just to see what a what a one dollar hooker uh, gets you. I like, don't think you, is... you'd want to know that. No, I'd want to know it. I didn't say I'd want to experience it. <laughs> well, I just said, would you want to get a hooker for a dollar? <laughs> that that would just that that would be insane. That would right. be insane. Uh, do you know Sean Murphy? Uh, not personally. Okay, because um, the mantis shrimp says he just ordered a Sean Murphy black and white. Batman statue, which I don't know if you've seen that. I have not seen it. I, you know, I, I took like a, a bunch of pictures of it and put it on this website, comicvine.com. What's the, what's the web address again? I have see, to write that down. You can even check it out. It's Comic Vine. I always got to tell people Vine, like grapes. People are like, what? Um, so, he, so the Mantis Shrimp is super excited to see it in person. He says, what Batman artist who has not yet been featured in the black and white line would you like to see? Francis Manipool. Yeah, because he hasn't – Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I – would, I would think that once, once you know, tech starts going and you, you guys got a few, few issues under your belt, maybe they would approach him about that. I don't know how the whole process works. If, oh, yeah. I don't know either. Because all, all I know is that Sean. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that our run is gonna be long enough and epic enough that they will ask Francis. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it's not. I, I don't think it's so much about like longevity of that. I mean, how about authenticity? Well, because they like like Sergio Aragones. He he's got a, a a Batman black and white statue. But he's a legendary cartoonist as well. Yeah, and like Mike Allred, who I'm trying to think if Mike Allred has. Done Batman. I mean, he's doing the Batman '66 covers, but that's different, you know, because he has one. Yes. And like Sean Murphy, you know, he's not like he's he's not a like a Batman artist. You know, you know, he's done a couple things here and there. Right. And you know, Greg Capullo, you know, that came out, or I guess they announced it over the summer, so he had, you know, less than twenty issues. So. Right. So what's your point? That I'm saying it's not like like you guys have to be on there for like. You know, five ten years before they say, "Hey, Francis, let's let's do a a statue." What do you think about that? So I think he would say yes. Oh yeah, the, but the, from from what what Sean was talking about is, I guess you know you can kind of if you want, I think you can kind of take part in in designing it because you know it's it's based off of the artist's art. So right. he you know he like really went into it, and I mean if you haven't seen it, he's. He's kind of doing like a hand plant and, you know, and he's kind of like jumping over like sideways and, you know, he, he put some thought into the pose. You know, like he wanted something different and not just like, here's a bunch of pictures I've drawn before, you know, take something from there. Right. So, so it'd be interesting to see like what, what Francis would, would want. And, and yeah, I think it would be. And then once the statue's made, you could color over it. Like like the little model thing, little model kits. No, 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 no. You ever you ever color those, paint those? Nope. nope. How come? Because 
I'm a professional colorist. I don't do it for recreation. Well, what if someone said, hey, I'll, I'll give you a dollar if you – I would say I don't, I don't need your money. Take that dollar and go buy Iris. <laughs> I, still, I still think you should do colored – there are, are some, some people who, who do color commissions at conventions. I don't know what they charge for that. I don't know. But you, I don't need it. Okay, Mr. Moneybags. Uh, I don't – whatever. <laughs> the Manage Shrimp says the one reason he thinks the Sean Murphy one is so great is because it captures the art style perfectly. He's also wondering whose art would you – would think would be the most challenging to capture in 3D? Hmm. Hmm. Because I, I think – I think Francis would, would – I don't think it, it'd be – I'm, I'm trying to think of what, what would make something hard to capture – in 3D, like whose art would be difficult? Because I, I think like these days, you know, it, you know, it's, it's not really a problem. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't think of anybody who would be difficult. Um, maybe maybe one of Doctor James, Batman's. Yeah, Doctor James Tynan probably. Because because I don't I don't think those could be in 3D. I think they have to be 2D. Yeah, I think so. Um, the Man of Shrimp says he would like to see a Jeff Lemire one, but thinks his art would be difficult to sculpt he also thinks um an albuquerque one would be great oh that would be good yeah i don't yeah i don't think there is one for some reason i was thinking one he's good yeah um okay here's here's a batman related question that you can maybe throw All right. sure. uh, this is from Sokaden. Says he was mm-hmm. reading batman issue 20 and batwing issue 24 a while ago and he noticed that Batman Beyond suit was in those issues. Um, so I thought it was really cool. The Batman Beyond suit was in the New 52. It made me think a few things. So for those who have not read those issues, in issue 20 of Batman, he was it was in, in Wayne, Wayne Enterprises, and it was like in uh-huh. a basement, and Clayface was there, and they actually ended up like, I think they were in, in the, like the trash compactor, and there was this like prototype suit which was kind of similar to the Batman Beyond suit. And Bruce is like, goes to Lucius. He's like, why is this here? And he, and he was like, it would have been too expensive to, to make. So we we just scrapped it. And then Bruce, he's like, well, to get out of here, I got to put this on type of thing. Cause you know, you can't say hi, I'm Batman. Mm-hmm. So we see it there. And then, um, with Batwing, which is Lucius Fox son, he's been tinkering with the suit. So we're, we're kind of getting that feel. So it's, it's like, kind of planting seeds that we may see this um so Sokoden says he so it's made him think a few things one that they're referencing the show two in some weird way maybe they're promoting batman beyond comics three, is there a question here somewhere <laughs> maybe we'll see oh yeah um three possibly teasing a story that will have batman use a suit or possibly foreshadowing bring terry over to new 52 which they can't do that he doesn't exist he's um which of these options do you think it is I think it's they're just saying, you know, Batman Beyond's a cool thing. Let's, it's a nod. Yeah, it's it's in you know, it, and if it does cuz there's that guy, what's his name? Kyle, Kyle Miggins, Higgins, Higgins, Higgins. Kyle, Kyle Higgins. He's writing that Batman Beyond 2.0. 2.0. Yeah, I would I wouldn't put any stock in there being any crossover in, or any sort of uh result other than hey, look, we did a little nod to Batman Beyond. Fun. But, but it was weird. It was actually in um, Batman 700. Grant Morrison did some weird 
sort of bridge because like the the issue was like there's like a past, present, and future, and so they they kind of they they brought in like the Batman Beyond, but I think instead of Bruce, it was it was like Damien was being like the Bruce role with with Terry McGinnis. Mm-hmm. So you know Grant Morrison just kind of he does what he wants. He I guess he doesn't care about continuity, and DC is like okay, right. So he kind of made it into continuity, sort of. But, yeah. um, are you familiar with Death Note? The, no. The, the manga? Is, that, is that like Deathstrike? No. Deathstroke? So, so Death Note is a, is a manga in the, or anime um, series. Okay. It, You've already lost me, but go ahead. <laughs> you, you, don't, don't judge until you hear about it. So there's this book. It's called a Death Note. So basically, you could write a person's name in this book. And what do you think is going to happen to that person? They'll get a note. They're going to die. Oh, yes. So this this kid, he's he's a smart kid. But he's obviously got this like dark dark um side to him. He he comes across this book and you know there there's these demons that are tied to the book and all this stuff like that. So he starts using it and and he kind of thinks it's like, "Hey, I can do away with criminals by, you know, writing their name down." And then you get this like detective guy who's kind of this weird weird dude. He wants to try to capture the killer because you can't kill even if you're killing bad people. So it, it's a it's a it's an interesting story. I have not finished reading it all. Is there a question? Um the question is during volume seven, which <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, let me go ahead and read volumes one through six real quick. <laughs> Hey, you, you don't, <laughs> if, if you want to be part of this this part, I mean, I'm sorry, not, I'm sorry, I'll zip it. No, see, I mean, what we could do next time you're on. Why don't you ask Halle Berry? She's here. <laughs> we, we, I could. I didn't read it either. Actually, I could get sorry, more yeah. questions directly for you, but no, that's fine. No, you, you, you take this and you for them. Me and Halle will sit here and talk shop. <laughs> okay, so L, who is uh, the police detective, says has his internal monologue, which says "Light Yagami." So. I, I wasn't wrong, but I – what do you think he was going to say? <laughs> I don't know what he was going to say because it was so long since I read Volume 7. Can, can you say that one more time? Light Yagami. Light Yagami. That's the guy's name. So okay. I I wasn't wrong, but I – Wasn't right. That's a good one. Yeah, I think Halle Berry's right. So there you go. He wasn't wrong, but he was right. Wasn't right. Oh. He wasn't wrong, but he wasn't right. Yes. Oh, that's kind of like metaphysical stuff there. You know, a trippy, so I'm saying. philosophical. You know what? Hallie brings it. All right. Here's a question. Um, are there any two or more Marvel characters you would like to see an ongoing series together? Because you mentioned a couple when I asked about DC characters. And of course I said Hal and Barry. Um. So what what Marvel? Do you like Marvel characters? I love Marvel characters. I just have not had the time or the inclination to read uh in a long time. So if if you what what two Marvel characters based on the last time you read or you know of cuz you know it's not like characters change all that much. You know they they evolve a little bit. But what what two characters mm-hmm. do you think would be cool in an ongoing series? I think in an ongoing series, I would like to see The Thing and uh, a guy who hasn't really – he's been underutilized. Um, 
Wolverine. That could be interesting. Like, so what? What would be like the the tone? Actually, maybe I shouldn't ask you because this could be like your 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 well, your, your both, writing pitch. Both, you know, they would smoke cigars if Marvel allowed cigar smoking. I don't even know. They what they, they drink beer. You know, like they're sort of blue collar dudes, and they can kick some major major ass. And and they'd play cards. They play cards. You know, like they'd make fun of each other. He'd call him a shrimp. He'd say, you know, the thing had a bad complexion. I mean, it would be great. Yeah. that'd be interesting I mean I, I just wonder because you know sometimes you, you see the thing going you know not just clobbering people so you know I, I'm thinking more like you know like like fighting like imagine a thing fighting a bunch of ninjas he would just fight through them yeah and you know they'd be with their swords trying to cut them and he'd have all sty sticking size sticking out of his, his rocks because like they'd get him stuck trying to poke him well, I guess that that would be the, the the question is like, you know, since he's like a bunch of different rocks or plates, you know, could they like they could probably like actually harm him if if they stuck their sword in between? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe because that could hurt. Because there's, I at least it was in in the Ultimate Comics where there was a part where like he was like kind of flaking a little bit, and so right. I I think there there might be like some soft soft. This, tissue yeah underneath maybe hmm. i don't know if it's all like it, it, it i don't know so that that would be the question i'm more curious what happens when when the thing sneezes what's what's this not like is it his does he sneeze pebbles or is I, it I, no it's it's boogers so it's just like regular liquid and now is it like regular snot or is it like stronger like well i mean the force of his of his sneeze probably is stronger because he's the thing yeah See if if I had to pick two characters, I mean I'd like to see more of Winter Soldier and and Black Widow together. What about Brown Widow and Summer Soldier? I don't know. Maybe you should make that pitch. Do you think you'd ever want to work at Marvel? Sure, why not? Like I you- love what I'm doing at DC, so it's no indictment of my current situation. Yeah, uh, under the right circumstances, I could totally see working for Marvel. Is there any they, character? They, that, I don't think they know. They don't even know I exist. They're like Brian. Who? They should know. I'm like, uh, they should know if they're if they're listening to this podcast. Uh, well, you think they are? You know, hi supr- Marvel. Surprisingly, I, I do have to say, um, this was like the first time because you know at the, at the conventions, and I think you've kind of seen it where you know some people they recognize me, you know they 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 want to say hi to me or whatever like that. Yes, sir. Which, which to me, it, it's still a weird feeling. You're, you're a big, bright, shining star. I feel that there's like there's um, one artist or like I get more people asking for you at my table. But, um, I don't. <laughs> but um, I've had I had like a, a few creators comment on that they listen to the podcast. So uh, that's kind of like a weird feeling because you know here's the thing I don't take myself seriously you know when when Obviously, when you're you know you're hearing how the show is going, and I have you on all the time, um, so <laughs> it, it's it, it's it's weird to think that you know there are other people more quote unquote professional people than than me you know actually listening to this. So you never know. And and um, like Steve Wacker, he's uh, the big Marvel Spider Man editor dude. Yes, he he retweeted. Um, what did he retweet? The, the podcast when I, I posted 
it, it was a bad podcast. The, our New York Comic Con podcast. Because mm-hmm. you know, most of the time it, it was just a mic in the middle of the hotel room, like not almost in the middle, like on a nightstand. So it wasn't like this this nice quality that we have here. Because I'm in the studio, the studio mixing it up. Yeah, this crazy studio where I mm-hmm. try not to touch. I try not to look at like half the buttons here because I'm gonna like turn off Times Square or something if I hit the wrong button. But so and and we were like half the time we were just so exhausted after you know full day to convention and trying to post new stuff and then recording a podcast. So that probably wasn't like, like the, the best representative podcast episode. But mm-hmm. so what I'm trying to say to you, there are some people listening to this. So you never know. Someone at Marvel could be listening and they're like, yeah, that I know that Brian Bucciolata guy. He's friends with Halle Berry. <laughs> he is good friends. We are chums. Chums. I tell you. All right. Um, See, here's another Marvel question. Let's do it. Okay, so this is from Matt Wing eighty seven. Um, and the interesting thing, we actually ran out of questions during the podcast, so I actually hmm. got caught up. Wow. Um, so there's there's still a few here. People are asking more. Okay, so Matt Wing eighty seven says, "I've always had these two ideas for a Marvel series. If I were ever to write for Marvel, what do you think of them?" See, this you shouldn't do this. You shouldn't say what your idea is because some can just take it. Okay. Let me just tell you, let me stop you right there. I, first of all, pitching your own idea. It's just an idea. You know, most of it's in the execution. So go ahead, pitch the idea. Okay. Let's see. Let's see if he's got something there. Okay. So Matt wing 87 says, um, flight of the marvels, basically a birds of prey for Marvel flight of the marvels, flight of the marvels. It's like birds of prey. It would use the heroes who have a bird or wing motif. I'm going to stop you right there. Such as Falcon. I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that any book that asks for a motif of winged characters that has the word "flight" in it, I'm not going to take seriously. So it would have Falcon, Darkhawk. You don't have to Songbird, Angel, me. Wasp, Big Bird, whoever. <laughs> well, don't buy Disney. Who's who else? Who else? Who does Disney have? Uh, Donald Duck. Donald Duck. I'm not on board. Sorry. Okay. Sorry, Matt Wing 87. Brian Bouchelot doesn't approve. No, it's all in the execution. To be honest with you, maybe it could be a good book. Oh, there's also but, that, that uh, what was it? Beak from Grant Morrison, that X-Men character. Well, here's, here's my question. And this is, this is uh, a question that uh, the gentleman who created this concept, Why? Why are they together? Like, well, what that, compels wing dudes to hang out together? Is it like, like, hey, you got wings, I got wings, let's be winged together? You know what I mean? Like, you have to give me, give me a compelling reason why a bunch of dudes with wings need to hang out together and be in a book. Well, maybe he's holding back on that, so does someone doesn't take his execution? Yeah. So we'll have to see. Maybe. But yeah, I know I, I agree with you. Like, why would these these people be together? Are they gonna they can't afford a cab fare, so they need to fly from, you know, scene to scene, from crime to crime. Right. Why not have a book, you know, that's all Chinese characters, all Chinese heroes? Call them Chin heroes. <laughs> Next one, his second idea, is the replacements. Basically, any hero that was replaced with their counterpart for a bit when they were dead, taking time off or not around. Those replacements... 
form a new Avengers because there's like a million Avengers books. Bucky, who replaced Captain America, Better Ray Bill, who replaced Thor, War Machine, who replaced Iron Man, Ben Riley, who replaced Spider Man, Vengeance, who replaced Ghost Rider, and maybe Portal, who replaced Dark Hawk. Can Dark Hawk be in it also? Yeah. Um, if, if, the, whenever he, because obviously Doc Ock's not going to be Spider Man forever. I'm, 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 I'm calling it now. Nothing lasts forever, my friend. Um, so yeah, yeah, he could, he could be in there if, if he's reformed enough. So then, you know, actually that, that could be kind of interesting to see how it works, you know, cause all these people, cause they're, they're kind of like second rate heroes. Well, I like this idea better than, yeah. than the, than the, the bird ones. So, you know, you can even throw in Eric Masterson, who replaced Thor, who's Thunderstrike, but I think he's dead, still dead, because then his right. son became, Kevin became Thunderstrike, and I don't know whatever happened with that. But there could be other ones. Um, Again, it's all in the execution. Yeah, because, I mean, do they, are they all bummed that they didn't quite cut it, or did they achieve that status as, like, being this really cool hero, and then the hero came back, and it's like, now I gotta go back to being Bucky. I don't know. That'd be I think I think what's his name? Matt Wing eighty seven. Matt Wing eighty seven. I say you should write your own story with with characters like that. You can set up a world where there are replacement heroes, and you can sort of riff off of uh, off of established heroes. I say do it. Find an artist, right? Mm-hmm. Get it drawn, lettered. Make an ash. Make an ash can. Go around the cons, maybe you know, maybe people will respond to it, and you'll be able to write it for reals. Why not? I had what some, do you have to lose? Uh, that's that's a good question. I had someone tell me that I should write a story with one of my off their mind questions. That you should write a comic book? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't advise that. They're like, you should do the story, and I'd be no. like, I, I see that. That the weird thing is. What, what I've experienced, a lot of people working like a my side of the industry, they, they mm-hmm. kind of want to become writers, which, you know, that's fine. You know, that, that, that it's, it's a good way to, to kind of get familiar with the industry, you know? Right. But the weird thing is, it's, so when, I, when I'm looking at this, I'm like, is, is, am I, is there something wrong with me that I'm never – like I want to be a comic writer, so I'm gonna you know work on a comic website. Maybe you're, you're realistic and you know what it is that you want in life. I don't know because I, I, I don't really. I've never had any aspirations to to do that. I mean, sure, you know, reading comics for as long as I did, you know, I, I've thought it's like like oh, what if this happened or what if that happened? And but you know, obviously, there's w- way more that goes into it than just just doing that. Like, right. You know, I I, I think. Like I couldn't even imagine, you know, pl- plotting a story. That's one thing, but then to, to ha- actually script it and map it out, you know, page by page, panel by panel. I don't know if it's as easy as people think. And you know, you- well, do people think it's easy? It's you know, it's it's a different skill, and it, clearly, it's not something you're inclined to do. So I wouldn't recommend that you do it if you don't have a passion for it. Don't. But what if I have this best idea that's just waiting to? to be given birth then hire a writer to do it that's what i say i told i told this person i was like you can do it <laughs> i you know I, but now you know, after thinking about it because I, I did give it some thought it's like yeah it would, would be kind of interesting to see play out but, but yeah I, I i don't even have time to play my xbox let alone write a story 
Yeah, if it's not something you passionately want to do, then there's no point. Well, I just I think for me, I I don't you know because I have to I spend my time running the site because that's where I'm making my money, and I can't say well I'm going to pull back on that and give this a try. With, with no guarantees. Hey, you've got a daughter and a wife. You need yeah. to make sure that – I don't know why I started talking in that. I don't know. I was wondering where you were going with it. I didn't really have anywhere to go with it, which is why I just stopped. Yeah. Um, all right. How many more Gs do you want to do? Uh, a couple more. Let's let's do one that's uh, – you know, a few more. We'll see. All right. This is G-Man and Guest. Ooh, I love being called Guest. So this is Scouts1998. He said, if you could only read one character for the rest of your life, who would it be? And it's, But here, there's kind of a little, little, little kicker here. You can only read comics if that character is in it. So, if they, so it sounds like if they guest appear, have a guest appearance in another series, you can read that comic. If you can only read one character. Yes, for the rest of your life. So you can only read comic books that feature this character. Well, to me, the no-brainer is you either pick Wolverine or Batman because they're in the most books. <laughs> but like, what if you really hate Wolverine? Then you know. Well, then do Batman. Yeah. Is that who you would pick? I think I would have to flip a coin between Wolverine and Batman. I think I would go with with Batman. That, you know, like, it'd be nice to read Flash, but you know he's not in enough. But you can read like the Justice League comics. I know, but then I'd also be forced to read somebody else's version of Flash because I won't be writing it anymore. So no. Hmm. Okay, I'll get jealous. Okay, why does DC have so many fictional cities or places compared to Marvel? So DC has Keystone Kitty, Central City, Coast City, Gotham. Well, I think isn't that more? That's more a function of when. These characters were created. Uh, the time period they were all, a lot of these were, you know, what pre World War II uh, or around World War II, down, you know, up through the fifties. And I think you know they were all in their own separate universes, and so they each hero had his own city. But then I, I think once it all became one universe, they didn't throw away the cities. You know what I mean? Like obviously, there's five New Yorks, you know. But uh, uh, what are you going to do? You know what I mean? Yeah, because like, whereas Marvel, Marvel, you know, they started in the '60s and they all they were all grounded in the same real world scenario, you know. But they they do have like Genosha, the island off of Africa, where you know. Sure, Wakanda. Yeah, Wakanda, Latveria, Savage Land. Yeah, sure. But, but Marvel's like we have New York City, and there is a New York City in DC, but strangely, not a whole lot of people hang out there. So it makes you wonder, like, what actually goes on in New York City? Because you know, Dick Grayson, Nightwing was there for a little bit, and I wasn't. weren't weren't the Teen Titans there for a while? Because mm, they're, they're Teen Titans are in San Francisco, mostly. That's where oh. the Titans Tower is. There was a East Coast Titans, but I think that was like Deathstroke, like the evil Titans. But I, I think the Justice Society was in New York for a bit, like like right around like when yeah, Jeff Johns I mean, was writing. But there doesn't need to be anything in New York. Like you've got Gotham and Metropolis already. But but there is a New York. That's the thing. And it's like we know now that there's a Chicago because that that one guy, Kyle Schmiggins, is – You know what? I'm going to do a book that takes place in New York. Bam. 
Maybe, maybe I wonder if you, if no you, one will maybe, ever print it. Maybe I'll you're not it. allowed because you got to pay royalty to the state of New York. Or, oh, stop. Cause you, you know that the Isle of New York is like a copyrighted thing. I'm sure it is. So, you know, you can't just do it here. Here's something that, that you, I don't know if you're aware you, are you a fan of the, the Friday 13th movies? Um, marginally. Okay. So part eight was Jason takes Manhattan or, mm-hmm. or Manhattan as people from New York say, correct? They say the city. Or they say Manhattan. They say the city. I'm going to the city. Okay. I live in the city. Cause, cause my wife says Manhattan. And I, okay. And, and your wife speaks for all people from New York. Yeah. So, um, when they made, I think it was a teaser poster for Friday the 13th part eight, Jason takes Manhattan. It was um, the it was like an Isle of New York poster, but he's kind of like cutting through it with his knife. So kind of like instead of the heart, you get like the Jason mask there. And yes. I, I think the story was that the state of New York or probably most likely people who owned a copyright of the, the I Heart New York thing, they got offended. They got upset and they, they said, you can't use that as a movie poster. And so I think the poster was banned or they had to just you know take it out. So I believe it. So I and I actually I have a copy of that poster. Okay. Yeah. So I bet you feel pretty good about yourself because you have that. I do. Uh, don't don't ask me where it's at though. <laughs> Where's it at? <laughs> actually, actually, I I think it might be in a my closet in this poster tube. You're in the closet. The poster tube is. Oh. Because it was at my parents, and I think I think my brother like shipped it out to me. Like here's because I had like a ton of horror posters, like from 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 that era. Uh, you're, you're a big, big fan. I, I used to be, you know, um, like Hellraiser, you know, Clive Barker, um, some of the Stephen King stuff. So you're 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 a big, big fan of um, horror. Some, I mean, it, it's there's there's just so much of stuff that's bad and cheesy. So yeah, it, it's hard. Which, like, I have to say, you know. I don't know if you heard. There's this comic book called Afterlife with Archie. Afterlife with Archie. I don't care. No, but here's the thing. It's nope, actually. I don't care. I don't want to hear about it. Nope. Uh, nope. You're missing out, man. It's okay, it's not ahead. what you go think. Ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you know. I don't know if I'm going to tell you now. No, go ahead. Just tell me. Because it's it's. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I'm going okay. to. Oh, we lost you. Where'd Brian go? We lost the signal. <laughs> All right. I'm not going to tell you. Scouts 1998. <laughs> last thing. What is your favorite connecting covers? For example, The Wake 1 through 5, Animal Man, Swamp Thing, um, all the Green Lantern number 13 titles. Hmm. I'm going to go, before you take this one, I'm going to go with the, the Jim Lee X-Men number ones. Okay. Hmm. So, there you go. I don't really have one. Maybe you should do connecting covers. Maybe. Sometimes it's weird, like, because, like, what if you don't get the second one? Then you only have, like, half an image. And that's whack. Yeah. Yeah. But see, maybe you guys should do that for your first tech issue. So and, instead of, like, you know, a lot of times the variants are done by someone else. Right. It's like if you guys did both, did the, had, like, two regular covers instead yes. of a regular and a variant. And Let's that. you know what? Let's run up the flagpole and see if anyone salutes it. Yeah, there you go. All right. Um, see, a lot of these are Marvel. Muck, 
which is weird because usually um, they're more DC. Muckle Flugga. Muckle Flugga. Muckle Flugga. It says first fraction in Aja, Aha on Iron Fist, then fraction in Aha on Hawkeye. Which character from Marvel and DC do you want them to do next? I would say the Riddler. And what would your take on the Riddler be? What would, oh, what, I don't know. What I don't know Riddler... how to answer that. What do I, I don't have an answer for that. I take it back. I retract my Riddler statement. You answer. Go. No, I'm, I'm kind of curious now. A Riddler series could be interesting. And there was, there, was, there was a time, I don't know if you remember, when Riddler was kind of good. I didn't like that so much. Good Riddler? He was kind of like doing a detective. I think it was like right after, I think it was after Hush. Because then he kind of like, lost his memories because he he knew batman was bruce wayne but then he he got some sort of amnesia and then he forgot about that and then he wanted to have his own like detective agency because he wanted to be like a better detective than it's it sounds like i'm totally making this up <laughs> i'm not sure if i'm interested in, in a a good I, that's what i'm story. saying yeah I don't, I don't i don't want him to be good well, what about a new character called the diddler <laughs> and he diddles people yes i don't know if that's that's okay no it's a little obscene. Uh-huh. I'm all for it. You like that? Diddle. This was what I was gonna. Oh, that's not it either. I can't. There's a song I was gonna have as your intro, and it's, well, it's just not gonna find it. Too yeah. late. Um, what was the question? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of curious with the Riddler. What, what do you think about a series? centered on villains you know what they should do they should do a whole thing where like the villains take over over the uh, the, the planet you know and, what I mean and, and then you can do like a, a six issue miniseries I would love to be a part of that but I'd probably want it I'd want it to be something close to um, the universe that I've already had a lot of experience uh, you know the little the city that I had a lot of experience with so I'd probably want to do um, a miniseries having to do with like the rogues you know, I, I totally have the issue right here next to me, and I meant to bring this up. So uh-huh. let, let's let's talk about Rogue's Rebellion. Sure. So, so this takes place right after Forever Evil One, and and some of the villains. The the what was it? Was it just the Rogues? The Villains Month issue? Well, I mean, it also is loosely tied to the Karad. Yeah. Yeah. All all the. Well, two, I guess two of the, the villains, the, the Flash villains book. Right. So basically, we got the crime syndicate of America. They said the Justice League's dead, taking over. All you bad guys, you can line yourselves up with us. And the rogue's like, eh, I don't think so. Yeah, they, they weren't that wimpy about it. They just were like, nah, man, that ain't me. Like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm not interested. That ain't musties, yo. I'm not, not going to do it. Because that's how they talk. So is 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 that where this is, series is going to go? Like this confrontation clash? Well, as the title signifies, the rogue's rebellion involves them rebelling against the syndicate. The syndicate uh, has certain things they want to have happen. They want to destroy um, Central City. Um, and the rogues are not down with that. They don't want to rule the world they just want to rob shit oops i cursed again they just want to rob stuff and they want to drink beer and and be like just dudes you know what i mean mm-hmm. 
And unfortunately, that's sort of not possible in this new world order. So uh, they say no, and they're going to have to pay the consequences because the syndicate does not play. You know what this is? It's a song. Everybody wants to rule the world. Everybody's... So this is everybody wants to rule the world except for the rogues. There you go. We should do like a karaoke podcast. We should. But Get James. I don't know how that would work if, if you know. Because I'd imagine the karaoke establishments I, th- I thought you only had had rights issues if you were selling it and you're not selling the podcast i don't know because i mean i mean well podcasts can have sponsorships i mean this one is not sponsored i sponsor it wholeheartedly yes yeah, so I, I don't know but I'm, I'm wondering like so you go to a karaoke place you know they're they're they have to buy the music you have to get like the karaoke versions yes without the you know the singing and the, the weird backup singing whatever Yes. So I wonder if you have if when you buy that music if you're you're kind of also buying a license to be able to use it. Of course you are. And then like like what that that costs and like how long do you do you keep the license? Why don't you don't you have deep pockets you and and your you know your benefactors? I I I'm I'm like in my own little corner. Why don't you, why don't you have legal get into it? Mix it up. <laughs> so I want to do a a podcast or a, a karaoke, karaoke podcast. podcast. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, would, maybe, maybe we could only sing theme songs from CBS shows. See, why not? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What's next? What do you want you to do next? Question? You want another question in there? You want another question? Just one more. Um, let's Go see. with the bang. Bang! That's okay. No. All right. This is from Dark Rider. Dark Rider. Is it Rider or Rider? Rider. R I D E R. Okay. Dark Rider. Okay. And his his avatar is Hal Jordan. Okay, which I don't understand. But okay. Because lights out, man. I don't know. Go ahead. Um, he has two questions. Okay. The first one. What is your favorite underrated superhero team from Marvel and DC? Hmm. I think my favorite for Marvel would be um, the Bird Team. What were they called? Uh, the Wings of Destiny. Flight, wings of, Flight of the Marvels. Wind Beneath My Wings. Flight of the Concords. Flight of the Marvels. That'd be my my most underrated one. For and then uh, DC would have to be. Um, Are the Rogues underrated? I don't think so. Uh, I would say birds of fillet. Birds of fillet. Yeah, why not? I don't. I don't know. I don't have an answer to that. You answer. You're the expert. Um, see, underrated Marvel team. I mean, there was a team, the Losers, but I wouldn't. That are not my favorite. Actually, you know, I, I, I don't know if you can consider. Like the new warriors underrated. I mean, how about the X Men? Eh, I don't know if. Yeah, I guess there's that that that, that team. They're they're kind of overrated, maybe a little. Oh, whoa, maybe. 
Maybe. I don't know. I don't, I don't want to disparage Marvel's characters. Actually, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with the Runaways. You know, the, the kids. The, what about the Outsiders? In DC? Yeah. I mean, the, well, the question is, do they even exist right now? Well, then that's then they're really underrated. Yeah, they're so underrated. <laughs> but see, and then you can put Batman in there. Yeah. Batman, because Batman. And then I can read it because I can only read Bat books. Yeah, he doesn't have anything. So, okay, we can go with the Outsiders. I can't, yeah, I can't think of any other underrated um, DC team. So, oh, we'll go with All those right. two. All, All right, right, the second question. This is our last question. Maybe. I think so. Yeah. Unless um, it sucks. With the movie coming out in 2015, why isn't there an Ant-Man series? Uh, you mean like a comic book? Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, Scott Lang is in FF, but that's ending with issue 16, and it's not his own series. Well, honestly, I, I feel like, you know, all you gotta do is look at the numbers. You know I mean? There's, there's a lot more established characters whose books are not doing well and whose books get canceled. So... If you can look past the number one and the number two issue, do you think that Ant-Man really has any longevity in his own series? I mean, because even when they had a Incorruptible Ant-Man, I mean, mm-hmm. that, that was, at least that was kind of interesting because he had this this guy. He was you know kind of a, a douchey guy, mm-hmm. and you know he he steals the suit basically, and you know he he like spied on on like. Carol Danvers when she was in the shower. Ooh, girl. Yeah. So that that kind of made it. Little- I don't approve. I know you don't, Hallie. It's it's wrong. It's wrong for women. You know that that kind of made it a little more interesting. This, this, you know, because this this guy. Because if you just take a regular Ant Man, you know that that it can be a little too clean cut. A little. Eh, Honestly, know. I think Ant Man is one of my lesser favorites. I could give two figs about Ant Man. Yeah, it's it's gonna be interesting to see what they do with the movie. Again, that's all in the execution. You write a great yeah. story, I'll buy into Ant Man, but just sight unseen, Ant Man can go spit. Yeah. I would imagine that there's gotta be something good there for them to say, Yes, let's invest all this money because you know well, Marvel Studios. I trust them. Yeah, they're I, they're on a roll. You know, they haven't. I mean, they've barely steered me wrong. Like, I feel like they've they've done a pretty damn good job so far. Yeah. So there's just got to be something there. So, I'm, yeah. Let's let's uh, stay tuned for that. Yeah. So, we'll see. All right. Is that good I enough? Good enough ending? I think it is. I mean, it's a fantastic ending. I think it's it's beautiful. It's poetic. Okay. So, if you people out there have questions, you can go to the general forums. Look for the Ask G-Man video questions, even though this isn't a video. Put your questions there. You can go to Twitter. So my Twitter is G-Man from Heck. Um, yours is just Brian Booch. But I don't think they'll be asking you Ask G-Man questions. Yep. Um, you can go to Tumblr. You, did, did you, I don't know if you heard. So I use a hashtag Ask G-Man on Twitter. Mm-hmm. There's this other guy. His name is Gerald. And mm-hmm. he's like this fisher dude. So there's like all these like fishing questions. That's hilarious. And so he's like he's trying to take over the hashtag. Like favorite late summer top water bait and color. That's crazy. Um let's see, here's another one. If limited to five rod reel combos to fish entire season, what would they be? I would say I would take the uh, Hemsworth and I would also want a Longfellow and probably a Reelomatic. 
There was a um, a good one. Someone said, "What what's the best kind of bait to to capture Aquaman or something like that?" Jail bait. Uh, that would be maybe Namor. <laughs> Namor seems seems a little little. Yeah, no, I think you're right. Namor would be more inclined to uh, you know. Arthur, delve into, Arthur's uh, a little more stand upish. Yeah, you're probably right. Um, people can also ask on Tumblr, gmanfromheck.tumblr.com. Um, you can send emails, podcast at comicvine.com, and just specify if it's for this podcast or the regular podcast. Right. Um, yeah. Yep. We This podcast is now on Stitcher. Have you ever heard of Stitcher? I have not. I guess Stitcher, I'm not, I'm not really totally sure what it is. It's I, guess, I think it's just another way to... Um, I don't know if it's like an app, a way to just get podcasts. There's like tons, I guess there's like a couple million people or whatever that, that use it. Really? And, um, the regular comic vine podcast was on there, but then do, do, do they say like get stitched? I don't know. Do they have like a little thing that they say, but this one is now on there. So, cause people have been like, cause when, when we relaunched the site, this got a new feed. Cause I had people like at conventions, like, can you separate the two podcast feeds? You know, probably cause they, they want to a better chance to hear you on the podcast right because uh you know i'm the one that brings the fannies in the seats yeah i don't think that's true at all so um, i feel like they, they listen in spite of me no. my jackassery that's a word that i made up you should use it i just did have batman say it no batman wouldn't speak like that robin stop with your jackassery <laughs> can i say it tell you another word that i made up okay which timber intercoursing there's a, there's something else that you you tried making up and it was already used. Ah, yeah, but you're you're always trying to expose me. Was it like like twatter, twatter dot com? No, I'm, that's way too. There's some some other Twitter something that you wanted I to do. I, I made up the word stealthy. Stealthy. A stealthy. It's a selfie that's done stealth. Ah. Stealthy. Like when you were standing in line at the bank. That's a bank stealthy. My word. All right. I think it's time. All right, sir. Until next time. So uh, let's see. So Flash 24 should be out. Let's see what, what I'm trying to think. Is it this week when people are listening to this? Well, it depends if this week is next week. This week is next. Yes. This week is the 23rd. That's the week. Okay. So Flash 24. So that's like the, the conclusion to the reverse Flash. It sure is. So that that's that's the end. Yep. And then so people should read that. Um, so wait, we're in October. So is there a Black Bat in October? It already came out. In October. We're in October. Was, yeah, six came out. See, I don't even know what it is. All these conventions. I'm no. okay. And then you said no in November. No cause, November because everything exploded. Right. But Iris Two would be out. I think the same week that that flashes out. Yeah, because that came out in September. So you only have two books this month? Three books? You only have three books this month? This this month I have th- three books. Well, let's see. Uh, no, I've got Black Bat, Flash, Rogue's Rebellion. Oh, yeah, four books. Okay. Four books. Four books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right, kids. It's a pleasure. I love you all. So. Okay. And and say hey to the heli. I'll see you later, guys. <laughs> All right, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Um, I don't know with who, but I will be there. Bye-bye. Right, goodbye. So, so my, my question, question is, is, who could it be? We don't know. We don't know.
would like to ask which comic book does affect you most emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the question. Don't shake your head. I love Alan Davis. This is a John Byrne issue. I love Alan Davis. I, 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 I wasn't a fan of this. That's the question. You can't blame the immediate creative team. I give this a two. <laughs>